Welcome to another edition of the Avenger Games podcast. Thomas is dancing away. I can see him on the... You look happy, Thomas. Camry looks very pleased. I'm thrilled to be here again with Aww. you guys. I have so much to talk about. Well, what episode are we on now, Shosha? It's a good question. I think it's 86. 86. At this stage. Wow. Well, we'll soon find out if that's correct. You you can find out already by looking at the uh, the title of this <laughs> the episode. episode number. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yes, uh, I'm Laura. We've got the lovely Shosha and Thomas here. They're very happy to be here tonight. I, I think it's lockdown that's beginning to get to us. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry to keep bringing this up, but you know we're. Yeah, but for our future listeners, they need to know what what period we're in right now. What we've gone through, right? I yeah. mean, we, this is twenty twenty has been a hell of a year. So focus on hell, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's been a good good year adventure game wise. A lot of adventure games yes. that have been out, and a lot of adventure games, uh, a lot of demos because it's been the Steam Autumn Festival. And I can't believe it's autumn already. My I know. God, what? <laughs> but there have been loads what? of demos, haven't hasn't there, to play? And we've all played them. We've played about sort of, uh, well, at least a three. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't do all of them. Um, so, Georgia, well. do you want to kick off with, with some of the ones you got to play for the, as you said, for the Steam Autumn Game Festival? Yes. So I played, uh, well, I played three demos. And well, I'll leave the third one for you guys because I know that you guys played it as well. And the first demo that I played was called Oniria Crimes. And so this is a game that I've been uh, keeping an eye on. Now, the, the game is very high concept. I, I, I will admit that I wasn't completely sure what was going on. And that's, <laughs> a lot of that is down to me. Not entirely, but because I think you need a full game maybe to completely kind of understand. But so what I understood was that this is the future and this set takes place in people's dreams. So... According to this game, in this world, people's dreams are interconnected and they're in this city. So it's kind of like a real city, but when you go to sleep and you dream, you go into this city. But then there are murders that uh, have been taking place. So you take uh, you play as Detectives Santos and Torres. And the interesting thing about this game is that since this is a dream world, they're kind of like no rules or different rules so what you do is you interrogate objects so all you in this demo it takes place in your room and you have to basically you, when you click on all the objects in the room it's like they talk back to you sounds a lot like disco elysium i was gonna say there's like bits where you have, yeah, you talk to inanimate objects and that a, a little bit i mean it's kind of Similar, but it's also kind of the way it's done is different. Like, it's less complicated than Disco Elysium, less complex. So, you, basically, you just click on the objects and they just give, they just say one or two paragraphs uh, to you. And what they do is they give you uh, hints as to who may have been the murderer. And then you have a list of possible subs- suspects. And then when you keep clicking on all the objects, they tell you what they saw, who they saw. And then you have to say you have to decide who was the murderer, who was the suspect. And so there were there was one puzzle you have to open a safe. Now I didn't get a chance to really resolve that puzzle. I didn't get a chance to to do it. You have to look for a number combination, and it was more challenging than in Gone Home. <laughs> because the, the number combination that I thought it was from different clues that I picked up, it wasn't that. 
Um, and I thought, well, there are other games that I have to play other demos, so I said I'll try and go back to it. But it was interesting. It's a different concept. It's very unique, very original. It looks and, a bit like uh, uh, Minecraft, the adventure game. Yeah, it's uh, that's another thing that I forgot to mention. It's, I believe the term is voxel, which is a type of uh, pixel art, different type of pixel art it looks like. And it's hard, it's really hard to explain. But, you know, it's also similar to Cloudpunk because Cloudpunk was also voxel as well. And yeah, so I enjoyed the demo. I'm not, as I said, I've probably the full game to find out what was going on. But the full game will be out very soon. It's coming out on 28th of October, 2020. And uh, that game, again, is Oniria Crimes. And yeah, it's it's hard to know based on this demo for half an hour to see what the full game will be like. It's very interesting. So that is Oniria Crimes. And Say that again. I know that Say the title again. Oniria Crimes. Oh. O-N-I-R-I-A. Crimes. And um, so, yeah, that's coming out on 28th of October, 2020. Lovely. And you got another one as well. Yes. So this is another game that's probably more familiar to people. It's a popular series, at least. It's Siberia, the world before. And this was the prologue. So this is the fourth game in the Siberia series. I played Siberia 1 and 2 many years ago. Have not played 3 yet. Uh, but I thought I'd check this demo out. And the first puzzle, if you wish, is trying to get the demo to work. <laughs> Because <laughs> and Thomas had the same issue, I believe, right, Thomas? Because yeah. you, we we both went on different computers, different locations, and we went to the main menu, which is a very nice main menu, to be fair. And then we click on new game. It looks fantastic, uh, but I, it just wouldn't launch. Yeah, it got stuck, and so apparently, after I did some investigation online, apparently to run some troubleshooting. Uh, steps uh, and just to get the demo to work which eventually I got it working but it doesn't it, I mean it doesn't really bode well for the full game if <laughs> the demo doesn't it's work it's not a good on, first impression your demo should not, no, really exactly. work and it's not like it doesn't look like it's it's uh, you need a beast of a PC to play it either so exactly yeah. though it's uh, and also Siberia 3 I believe was also very buggy so Again, you know, microids, you really need to uh, make sure, they really need to make sure that this game works. I, know, I understand it's very difficult that bugs always happen, but before releasing a sequel to a game that was very buggy, uh, you know, you'd think that they would try and make sure the game works, that you don't need well, to run troubleshooting steps. Yeah. <laughs> but once, I, it's, yeah. But anyway, once I did get it to work, um, I quite, enjoyed it so you play as two characters this time you play it's in 1937 you play as a girl called dana rose who is in a fictional town called vag in 1937 and so they faced uh, she faces the threat of uh, fascists so this is of course shortly before the second world war and uh, so it's not very subtle and then you play as Kate Walker in 2004 in the Russian town of Taiga, which I believe is also fictional. She has apparently been arrested and she's working in a mine and you have to help her escape. So um, that's all we really know. And it looked very nice. Like it's full 3D. I thought it looked beautiful. And what one thing, you know, positive... One positive thing I found about it is compared to Siberia 1 and 2, those were two very beautiful games, but they had a lot of empty screens which you couldn't interact with. But this game, you can interact more with the environment. It is more like a telltale game. Uh, Now, there are basically no puzzles and there is a hint system. (laughs) So you basically walk around, you click on things 
and uh, so I and you do have some choices. I don't know how meaningful they will be. Uh, also, the cutscenes are unskippable. So hope I mean I would hope that microids will fix that, but then I'm not sure. Did you did you get many crashes or bugs during the actual game once you got past the initial menu screen? No, thankfully oh, not during okay, the game. Yeah. Sometimes it's sometimes it was a bit jumpy, so it wasn't really optimized extremely well. It's kind of like jumping a little mm. bit um, during, especially during the cutscenes. So it, it does require like a a really good computer to <laughs> to play properly. Otherwise, you probably won't get it to work even with the troubleshooting steps. So it does take. You know, to, to take a lot to get it to work and once it's uh, playing. But I was interested in the story and it does end on a cliffhanger and it did make me interested in the full game. I want to see what happens next. And again, Kate Walker, we know she looks very different, by the way. She's short hair and um, she, you know, kind of like a punk rock Kate Walker now. So very different to the Kate Walker in the first two Siberia games. Again, still haven't played Siberia 3. I really have to, visit, car- to revisit those. Uh, and me too, yeah. yeah. Don't rem- hardly remember anything of it. Yeah, that's what this game made me want to play it. So again, it's uh, consi- I was pleasantly surprised because considering how a lot of people did not like Siberia 3, I believe Adventure Gamers gave it 1.5 stars. <laughs> but I... I believe it was also because it was very buggy, so it might not be as buggy now, but this game, once I got it to work, <laughs> I I did enjoy it. Now, there are no puzzles in this demo. I hope that there's more, at least, variety, that you, you do more than walk around and click on objects, I, but again, it's hard to know when this took me about 45 minutes, uh, but it looks nice, and the story seems interesting, so it's coming out in 2021. All right, so a bit of, a bit of time, hopefully, to get those issues Hopefully. Done. Because you it would, would be a shame because because I really enjoyed Siberia 1 and 2. And, uh, you know, it's a very still a very popular series going on social media and that and around the internet. And people still talk about this game a yeah. lot and or the series a lot. And it's still, you know, it's, it's clear, especially the first two games, there's a lot of love for them. So hopefully it can, uh, it can do those two games justice. Yeah, let's see. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see if they sort of take that all of, oh, you would assume they'd try and take it on board what people are saying (laughs) yeah um yeah uh but uh sure she wasn't the only one who's playing demos or trying to play demos thomas (laughs) thomas also had demos to play and i'm quite interested in some of the ones you were playing thomas because um you you really enjoyed lucifer yeah yeah we played several of the same ones as well so we'll we'll get to talk about that but um uh one that really impressed me was Lucifer Within Us, which is sort of a cyber cyberpunk sci-fi demon-hunting murder mystery. Uh, you play um, a futuristic exorcist, and you have to solve a murder. And um, you do that by talking to uh, the suspects and uh, gathering clues and confronting suspects with clues. And so you get try to get an insight into their uh, into their mind to figure out what could what their motive could be. Um, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it really felt like um, um, like a procedural, uh, procedural. Am I oh, pronouncing yes. that correctly? Yeah, yeah, procedural. yeah. yeah. Procedural. Um, only played one mission. That was the entire demo, but it was uh, it was very cool. I I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it really made me really excited for the uh, for the, the the game itself, and I think the game is supposed to be released next week. Um, oh wow okay it's, it's gonna be a, a, a must buy for me because um, yeah this game really made uh, an in quite an impact on me I, I was not expecting this uh, 
uh, graphics looked really good. Uh, isometric view. Um, yeah, it, yeah. The, um, it's going to be a good one. Uh, uh, it it looks like it's kind of got a bit sort of like I'm just looking at the sort of trailer here, a bit like sort of Phoenix Wright or something, where you're having to listen to both testimonies and decide who's telling the truth and who's lying and that kind of thing. And sort of, I don't know if you had to do that in the demo or what, maybe that's yes. later on in the game. Yes, you you. Um, the demo is you have two brothers and um, um, one person is killed. You have to figure out uh, who did it and why he did it. Um, so you, you gather those you gather those clues and you talk you get their testimonies and then you try to corroborate what is truth and what is not and then you confront one or the other with uh, um, with what the other has said and that sometimes prompts a new. Um, adjustment of the of, of his side of the events or you can confront him with uh, an, an item uh, for instance uh, these files say uh, confirm that you did this oh yeah. oh I totally forgot about that yes blah, 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 blah. and then he and so and so you come closer and closer to the truth and I found mm -hmm. it uh, very thrilling actually yeah, yeah. that's I, yeah I'm that's really made me want to check that out actually I've, I've downloaded that demo now it sounds cool yeah, it's coming out on October fifteenth. Then oh, that's yeah, that's uh, Thursday. Yeah, so, and um, so it might it might be out by the would it be out by the time when this episode goes out? Probably, yeah, probably because <laughs> we're recording a week in advance. But you should so. still be able to play uh, the demo. Uh, so if you want to check this out, I really love the graphic style as well. And it's from the director creator of the Shrouded Isle, which I've never heard of, but in case people have heard of it. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I've never heard of that either. This, <laughs> have this, now. this came out of nowhere for me. Yeah, same, but it looks like a good one. Um, mm. Now, another one you played, Tohu. It's quite different in tone, really, isn't it? There's no murders, as far as I can remember. I, I played this uh, <laughs> at Gamescom last year. <laughs> Tohu is... Uh, well, there is no, uh, no uh, dialogue either. Yes, uh, that's right. Tohu is a very, very charming uh, little game. Uh, at least... the. The demo was. I don't know if the game itself is is going to be uh, big. <laughs> I'm sure um, it will be. It's got this very distinct style. It's a bit, uh, yeah, this weird, almost steampunky underwater environment, and you play a girl who can who can turn into a robot. Um, yes, you do. Yeah, and you have <laughs> to find. Um, you have to get to your uncle. And in order to do that, you have to f fix things in the environment. Um, so, like, you have to uh, uh, find pieces of a machinery so that the, so that you can proceed to the next uh, to the next screen. And the next screen, you have to uh, be able to reach um, a vehicle. Uh, it sounds it sounds very it, it is actually quite simple mm. in execution. Um, but it was very lovely. It 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 was very charming. Uh, I actually quite liked it. Uh, so um, this is also one that I'm uh, looking forward to uh, to playing. Whole it it doesn't look like you're gonna need uh, um, a dictionary either or something because I don't think there was any dialogue in the um, in the game itself. Just some uh, just a narrator. Yeah. And it looks, it reminded me mm. when I played the demo last year, very a bit like sort of Machinarium, those kind of Amanita design yes. games, very much yes. so. Well, absolutely, it's it's that kind of uh, that kind of game, uh, which is good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, very beautifully hand, sort of handcrafted worlds and and uh, interesting. Let's see, I'll be interested to see 
where the story goes because as you say she can turn into this robot and obviously that's part of the puzzles um that she has to solve but it'd be interesting uh, that's also why i got actually got stuck because i completely forgot i could do that and i was trying to, (laughs) to, to solve a puzzle with just her and that doesn't work because you really need both um yeah both characters to uh to get this to work um but it was cool it was cool once i got past that and i i realized i could do a lot more than i thought i could uh yeah i i, I got through it quite uh yeah quite smoothly well good i would probably do that i would probably forget that i could turn into a robot it happened to me <laughs> I believe with the, would you sure, sure. the whispered world that you, i don't know if you guys played it when it came out or played it that you have you play the the child the boy and then he has a little I can't remember the name, the little animal with him that you can use that to solve puzzles. And I forgot that you could use a little animal sidekick to solve mm. puzzles. So, yeah, I understand, Tom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it, it does happen, doesn't it? You, when you, you've got these sort of extra things, you sort of forget that you, you're supposed to use them. I think we're so used to using inventories and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Anything different? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> Was there, I mean, you played lots of demos, Thomas, but give us another one that you played that you liked. Yes, another one that was Nine Witches Family Disruption um, is um, a, a pixel uh, pixel art adventure game, very point and click, um, old school point and click inventory. Uh, it was um, the tone was a bit uneven, but I don't necessarily mean it in a bad way. As in, it was it 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 was trying to be funny, but it was also quite a serious story. Okay, um, and it actually I thought it it worked. Uh, you play multiple characters. You can switch between characters. And you play a, a professor and his, uh, I think, Japanese assistant who are uh, trying uh, to l- uh, lift a curse that the Germans, that the Nazis have released upon the world. So this plays during World War II, which is, of course, always a very uh, good setting to uh, um, to play games in. And, uh, yeah, you basically play the the start of the game i think there was sort of a prologue where you meet the assistant and the professor and they uh get be, they get sent on that mission it's a bit like uh, the way indiana jones gets sent on his mission to find uh the um <laughs> what was it in raiders of the lost <laughs> ark the yeah the ark of the covenant sorry at, uh, yes. <laughs> i was gonna say there's many things he's had to find yeah which one so sorry. I, wasn't, <laughs> sorry. I wasn't sure which one you wanted us to say but uh. No, uh, in the, uh, bits like Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark, the way he's sent on a mission. So you go to Germany, you have to uh, take out two people so you can assume their identities and enter the German camp. And that's about where the demo stops. And it's pretty cool because the professor has this weird power that he can go into the astral realm and talk to ghosts. So mm. there's all kinds of paranormal stuff going on. Um, yeah, and uh, there's a little bit of action in there as well because... Uh, there was someone who tried to shoot me and uh, I was not aware that I had to shoot back. So I died the first time, <laughs> went to hell, broke the fourth wall, got sent back uh, and tried again. So it, it was very simple. You just press uh, uh, sh- shoot and then move down, waited till he moved down, shot again, moved up. So it wasn't like <laughs> it was very difficult or anything. The only thing that um, kind of got me uh, confused were the controls because the game was actually... Uh, designed, I think, to be played with a controller. Um, you can play it with a keyboard, but for me, intuitively, the it was a bit mixed up. So 
I was moving with the with my right hand, I think, and doing commands with my left hand when I was used to doing it the other way around or something like that. It took me a bit to get used to. Uh, so uh, I would recommend uh, just adding um, uh, a controller to your PC to play this game. It plays a bit easier. But I'm looking forward to uh, seeing the entire story here. Yes, which I don't think we have a release date for at the moment. It just says coming soon for now. Yeah, but yeah. be interested to see see with that one because you say it's, as you're right it's got a very nice kind of pixel art uh sort of retro mm. feel to it having mm-hmm. a look at some of the pictures there it looks pretty good and i mean yeah. it looks really nice yeah yeah it was uh it, it was fun it was cool and uh the last one i played is uh well that you guys didn't play is survival journals which is kind of a choose your own adventure during a zombie apocalypse so oh. you uh you are stuck in an, in a house you know that a zombie a horde is coming. You have, don't, just don't know exactly when. So you try. You have to loot the area to find uh, materials to upgrade your hiding place so you can withstand the zombie horde when they arrive. And it's basically uh, a choose-your-own-adventure game. Uh, you can choose to fight or flee or use this or do that. And uh, yeah, it was also quite nice to play. You just uh, you, you don't really finish at a certain time. You just play for a while and then uh, the game says yeah you've played enough <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's, for now that's, that's a demo yeah <laughs> okay that looks good that reminds me of don't escape uh which um i played a little bit of last year where again you it's a post-apocalyptic game it's one of the escape to room games where you actually do the opposite where you have to not escape the room that you have to fortify yourself in a house or a room or wherever under outside threats and just protect yourself against them so yeah. uh oh that's and that's coming out in october as well 2020 yeah we don't have there long to yeah, wait there's lots no. of them coming out in october so yeah. i guess people want to give people a taste just before they come out yeah and the, the last demo i played was saint kotar that was not part of the steam uh thing um and we already discussed that uh, it's quite a creepy eerie interesting uh prologue to yeah. the game yes yeah, so you can listen back yeah. to you, you had a bit of discussion <laughs> both of you about you, what you kind of liked and disliked about that one a few episodes back didn't you yeah i think it's just me yeah. but yeah i played it before and i interviewed the developer marco as well who's really nice and uh, they thankfully got the money on the kick on kickstarter yeah and yes, coming out, I believe, August 2021. Okay, good stuff. I mean, so the final, we're, we're on the final segment now of demos. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. <laughs> but there were just so many. I mean, t- too many really to go through. And so many good ones too. Yeah, so many great ones. Yeah, there's loads more. Uh, definitely worth checking out. Um, but um, two that I streamed actually as well. And Thomas also played um, were Incantamentum and Chinatown Detective Agency. Um, so kicking off with Chinatown Detective Agency, which really was like um, quite a lengthy demo. It was a prologue, really. It was two about two hours long, um, and still long. still available to play. is uh, was a really cool demo. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's basically it's again it's a point and click adventure. It's uh, based kind of around loosely around the sort of um, Carmen San Diego games of old. Uh, it's all kind of cyber noir setting where you're this sort of shady PI. You've got this business and all these shady people come to you wanting you to like do interesting and elusive things. Um, you're basically there's sort of two main missions you have in the demo. One of them is you're trying to track down somebody. And the other one is to do with returning stamps, which you kind of find out a little bit more about. And there's a bit of a darker reason than 
than it that sounds. <laughs> That's, it sounds quite <laughs> pleasant. Um, but yeah, I think what I what I like the most about it is there's a lot of real world detectiving you've got to do. You ba- it will give you. Uh, for example, um, clues to do with um, a, a sort of ancient empire that you have to look up in Google. You basically have to pause the game and you have to look it up and then go back and put your answer in. I mean, I have to say I wasn't very good at doing that. Uh, Thomas was uh, basically watching me on the stream and helping me out with uh, idea what I was supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah, I might have to stream it as well because I got stuck in a previous demo. Uh, yeah, that, uh... yeah. Which apparently the puzzle was easy. You, you were a bit too enthusiastic because you, you instead of just figuring out what to do next, you just went somewhere and then started figuring out what to yeah, do. Yeah, because that's the other thing. And then you went to the wrong place. So. Yeah, that is the other thing. Which another thing I like is there's a lot of, uh, it feels like there's a lot of kind of um, freedom you get with, with solving a case. It's not just like built into the level. You have to decide where you're booking a flight to, you have a set amount of money, uh, you have to decide the time. So there was a point where I just I just decided these stamps had to go back to Osaka and it wasn't, it was Shanghai. Um, so I wasted a little bit of money accidentally getting a flight to Osaka. Um, but it's all... I hate when that happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like, hey, it's a nice day trip to Osaka. Um, but yeah, so it's very beautifully um, beautifully made, beautiful sort of uh, graphics. Um, there's, there's a lot of interesting little elements. Like I said, the, the flight booking, there's also... You've got to go to these uh, little restaurants and have a meal, and that that uh, whatever meal you pick, I think, helps you in terms of like uh, endurance and helps you w- somehow in solving crimes. Um, so th- there were a lot of interesting elements. There's like little hacking mini games you've got to do. Yeah, if, you, if um, you're if you're properly rested and fed, then you uh, then things don't take as much uh, take as much. You have more time to solve things. Yes. So the that's ti- right. the more tired and hungry you are, the shorter time you have. So that's yeah. an interesting mechanic that didn't really uh, come to the forefront in the demo yet, but will no. will be in the in the main game. Yeah, and I'll be interesting when that main game opens up because you'll presumably have maybe a couple of cases on the go uh, where you've got to manage your time. Um, you're, you're based in Singapore, but obviously you can travel across the world. Um, you know, speaking to people. Uh, there's even the little bit of uh, shooting element, uh, which is quite easy to do. It's basically just moving the crosshair to shoot someone in the arm. Um, so that that but that, that again sort of. Um, made it a bit more fun there's like lots of different elements to it and it's got this a lot of intrigue and a lot of shady characters and i thought the voice acting as well was really yeah, good was really good yeah so a lot to like from this to be honest i couldn't really think of anything that i didn't enjoy i guess it's it's just whether it all comes together really mm. as, as a as a full game but i really interested in this one it's got it's got a lot to like and so in this alternate universe, you can book a flight and eat in a restaurant. Yeah, yes, I know. <laughs> I said, what is that? I don't understand. Yeah, what, what is a flight? An aeroplane? It's, it's a bit too fantastical. We're not playing this game. <laughs> this will never happen. Yeah, too, too over the top, I think. Oh, Eating in a yeah, restaurant. the dystopian future looks better than the dystopian present. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, though, isn't it? That's a bit depressing, isn't it? It's like, oh, it's actually a utopia. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but I played the demo before, yeah. not this one, and yeah, I I enjoyed it as well. I'm really looking forward to to getting well to getting my hands on mm. it and to really like the as you said the real world research that you have to pause a game or go on Google or Wikipedia, I've, and hopefully that can be implemented well in the full game as well. I found yeah. it very thrilling when I was doing that, um, like for instance with the stamp, 
and I actually managed because they're actual stamps they used. As, and when I just managed to find those stamps online and then managed to find the right words to find the right places and then got it all correct, I found that very thrilling. Uh, and, and I wasn't fully aware that this was a cyberpunk Carmen San Diego, but it has the completely that feel of the uh, old Carmen San Diego. It's actually very uh, edutaining, I should say. Uh, and besides that, also the cyberpunk, the cyberpunk story is also very yeah. good. Very kind of Blade Runner-esque uh, feel mm. to the sort of neon lights and the, these kind of shady places that you inhabit. Yeah, re- just uh, really excited for this one and I just hope they can bring it all together and it, it doesn't get, you know, too too much. Um, but I, I, so far, really, really excited for it. Definitely check out the demo. As I said, it's, it's a pretty lengthy one. It's two hours and they're saying release date early 2021. If the demo is two hours, how long will the real game be then? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. And this is is this set in well, at least at the start in Singapore. That's I right. Believe. Yeah, it's set yeah. in Singapore. Because yeah. Singapore, now I've never been there, but from what I've seen, it does look futuristic. It has like futuristic buildings, and Westworld season three was set there as well. And I believe they didn't have to use many special effects or well, <laughs> to make it look is, futuristic. Uh, quite futuristic. That is true. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That's interesting location as well. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of uh, uh, other locations that are interesting but not futuristic, uh, Incantamentum, <laughs> or should we say yes. Incantamentum? Yeah, you got to shout this it. This is like something Harry Potter would say, right? It does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Incantamentum. When he's fighting Voldemort. Incantamentum. That, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yes, which, as you said, Thomas, is is very different. Uh, it is still uh, point and click, and it is still uh, sort of pix- pixel art or. or kind of kind of pixelated um it's but it's yeah it's a very different setting it's a kind of a folk horror setting um in uh victorian england so as far away from uh cyberpunk uh singapore as you can get really uh but that's not a bad thing because i still <laughs> felt this had a really good uh sense of location and atmosphere it's very creepy um it's by the guys cloak and dagger games who have done a lot of creepy games i think that's kind of their forte they've done um a date in the park and they also did a football game and sumatra fate of yandy which was slightly yeah less creepy but still still kind of interest sort of intriguing in parts um, but yeah, so th- th- this is kind of the sort of thing they they clearly love to do, clearly like to freak people out, but in a and good way. And they're good at it, yeah. And they're good at it, yeah. They, I mean, they've got the creepy music down excellently. They do this really, really great uh, animation for like up-close faces, which I love, which you see a bit of mm. in, in Cantamentum. But basically, yeah, the story is you're in rural Victorian England. You are basically visiting this small town, which... Uh, called Hobbs Barrow, which is very, is an excellent name. It's <laughs> very, very British, right? It's very British. Uh, yeah, you're basically, well, the, t- the village is called Bewley, but you're visiting this place, or Bewley, uh, visiting this place called Hobbs Barrow in Bewley. And it's basically uh, what they call a barrow, which is um, a, a an old kind of rel- ancient burial site. Uh, and you are Thomasina Bateman and you are going to visit this barrow to excavate this site. But in the demo, you are more meeting the weird townsfolk and it feels very sort of the Wicker Man-esque um, or League the, uh, League of Gentlemen, that kind of weird, creepy village, rural village where no one's seen uh, tourists for years. You know, there's never everyone knows each other in the pub. 
uh, that kind of setting. But um, yeah, basically, like my village. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it could also be in rural Ireland, very much so. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, bogs and uh, uh, old man pubs in this, so maybe you can relate. Sure, sure. I don't know. Yeah, a um, bit. but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, And the demo is quite short, but um, basically you are, um, you've arrived at the uh, creepy village and you are speaking to everybody. You're trying to find someone called Leonard Shoulder, another great name. And he basically has invited you to this uh, village. So you're trying to find him. Uh, whether you do or not, I'll, I'll leave up to you play the demo. But um, there's lots of sort of interesting conversations you have with the townsfolk who don't really want you to be there along the way. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was intriguing. I'll be interested to see where it, it goes from there. Um, I, I thought the music was great, really sort of unnerving, great pixel art graphics. And we'll just be interested to see where this goes, really. It's, it's still It held a lot back, so... I want to find mm. out more. I don't know how you found it, Thomas. I had the exact same thing. Mm. I found it. Uh, it. I found it too short. It left me wanting yes, a lot more. For sure. Uh, especially uh, yeah. once it gets a bit dark and you uh, go into the bathroom for the first time. That was when they really, <laughs> really amp up the uh, the chills. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and the, the, yeah, remarkably well done for uh, a sim- simple. It's not simple, but for a pixel art game, uh, they managed to uh, to do that very, very well. Uh, this is right up my alley. Yeah, they nailed the atmosphere. And, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, again, I'm very intrigued. I love the slow build up. I mean that in the best possible way. That it wasn't slow. It's still a lot happening, but it's a slow build up that you know to find out what happened. And I really like the main character as well. You know that she's. Um, you know, it's, you know, you can also see when people ask her, "So, where's your husband, Miss?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that kind of attitudes of in Victorian. Uh, but she's, you know, an explorer, and she's able to give as good as she gets as well. You know, she doesn't let any of the. Go- I think she only speaks to men in the game, but she doesn't let them push push her around. Oh, no. not at all, no. And that's that's also what I quite liked. Um, was just, there's an option. You know, there's different options. You can choose to lie about things, or you can choose to tell the truth. Um, and there wasn't too much a difference. Uh, I mean, I played through it twice and tried to do different things. There were uh, some slight differences. Or oh, you can slap a guy. There's a yes, guy that, that, the, that the was... drunk guy. <laughs> now, what happens when you slap? I didn't him? do that. I should have. I should have done that. That was the first thing. Well, you <laughs> did the first time around. I, I slapped him. I, I did <laughs> in the game as well, Laura. Did he slap a drunk guy? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I slapped him and he uh, was obviously, he kind of went off a bit annoyed, but he still came back and he then apologized for being drunk. And I think she apologized for, uh, apologizes for slapping him. So there's not too much of a difference. It'd be interesting to see if the if the changes do make more of a difference later on in the game, because that would be quite good. Yeah. And also before we finish up, I just wanted to declare my undying love for Cloak and Dagger Games Studios. It's oh. a guy, do you know why? Because in this game, you can, or in this demo rather, you can save manually. <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> finally. Thank you, Cloak and Dagger Games. This will be the game of the year if, if you can just save manually. Demo of the year, 
or demo oh, the century the hill just for saving manually <laughs> thank you now i kind of being excited. facetious as well but well done guys <laughs> I, I i i did like it when they said it seemed like it was for me this game does not auto save you can save manually at um at the top and it's like was that for me was that for my benefit <laughs> i know <laughs> that's it's not, the shorter setting <laughs> <laughs> no but overall again i really really enjoyed it and I'll, i think this will be a day one purchase for me i really can't wait to play this it also felt the feeling of Hounds of the Baskerville, the mm-hmm. Sherlock Holmes yeah. story. Yeah. A bit. You know, in the Victorian rural moors. Yes, you know, the, the creepy moors. setting and atmosphere. Yep. Yes, if, if you've ever so, visited the moors, it definitely uh, recreates that sort of creepy, foggy... I haven't, foggy... unfortunately, but... It's, 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 it, they it, are quite Is pe- it similar creepy. to the bogs in Ireland? I'd say to an extent, yeah. Yeah, ve- quite Probably, very similar. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. You have, in a way. Um, but yeah, if if you want to check that out, uh, demo's out now, but it will be coming out in full, hopefully uh, quarter one, 2021. So again, another one that's that's yeah. not too far away. And also I will be releasing my interview with Cloak & Dagger Games uh, sometime shortly, soon, in a few Excellent. weeks probably. <laughs> I spoke with the two guys, I spoke about all their games and a little bit about this one. Great. Look forward to, to that when that comes out. Um, so many things to look forward to, <laughs> well, considering like what's tw- going on. 2021 is shaping up to be an excellent year for yes. the gaming as well. <laughs> Hopefully uh, we can enjoy it together. <laughs> yes. Yes, quite. <laughs> um, well, we're, that was that was the demo section of Demos, the... Yeah. Of the, epi- of the episode, um, but we still have the, the full game section because as well as playing demos, we've been very busy these last few weeks, I have to say. Um, we, we also have some games. And Shosha, do you want to kick off with yours? Yes, I played Welcome to Elk, which is set on a fictional island called Elk, which is based on, I believe it's Greenland. And this game, it looks kind of cute. It uh, It's in all the backgrounds, or most of the backgrounds and environments are fully white, or mostly in white. The characters are in, are in color, and then any object that you can interact with is also in color. So it's kind of a distinctive look to the game. It, I don't think it works. I didn't really like the art style. And then when the characters are moving and are running, they have smiles on their faces and they look happy. But oddly enough, the game itself, the story you know, the stories rather, they can be quite dark and there's a lot of death in the game. So what the developers have done is they've taken some true stories, some biographical stories from real people and added them to the game. So in this game, you play a character called Friggs. She's a young woman who's from the mainland Denmark and she comes to Elk to work as a carpenter. And in this town, she meets these people and she then has to help them out with different things. So I don't want to give too much away, but then there's some characters that, uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, kind of kooky. You know, one guy who says that they're all dead and that this is kind of um, on their way to either heaven or hell. And then there are also these kind of biker gang who are very threatening. And then all these other people that you meet as well. And then they tell kind of the, their stories and you have to help them. So just to give one example, there is a rabbit who, who basically you have to decide how to kill a rabbit. Now, it's not gory or anything, but it's kind of, it's just kind of sad in places as well. There's some humor in it as well. And then other stories as well. You just basically have to help people out, you know, 
among their uh, their daily lives. So it's the kind of is. Uh, sorry, I was just going to say, is the kind of idea you are playing as as these? Is it children you're playing as, or it's it, she's teenager, late teenager, teenager early twenties? Yeah. yeah. So she's I mean she's not really a child, but she's yeah she's a young woman who goes yeah. to this town to work as a carpenter, and then you basically interact with all these characters and meet them and find out about their lives and help them. Um, and as I said, now there's you know some that are not comedic but more light-hearted elements mm. and then but there is quite a bit of darker themes and darker stories as i said there is a lot of death in this game now it's not gory it's not bloody it's not violent but you know it, it's a harsh environment that you can tell and they're true stories or they're based on true stories and then in the game every morning she has there's a bottle with a message in it and in this message uh is basically recounts the events of the previous day so one of the stories that she's there and then interestingly you also get to meet the real people so it changes to uh fmv where the real people are interviewed and they give their own experiences about what happened so for example when this rabbit died that they talk about that day now they're shall we say more interesting things as well that happen <laughs> and um and it does get again i don't want to give anything away it does get a little bit a tiny bit meta at times as well but you know it's 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 interesting again i love that word and <laughs> uh, it's you know a bit weird as well and as i said there, there are no puzzles in the game as such but there are some mini games uh okay. so you have to have a sing-along at first in the pub and so you just base. I've played with the controller, so you just press A, X, and then move to the left, move to the right. And so the, definitely the focus is on the narrative. So if you want puzzles in this game, you're not going to get it here. There's also a card game that you play, and then you have to move a different character, then you have to deal with the biker gang as well. And it was, as I said, it's the story was interesting. The writing is is very good. The characters I I liked. I liked the the main character, and it it's you know has a some weird shifts in tone. As I said, it it looks kind of cute, but then yeah, dark, darker themes. Which I, I was gonna say, how how does that work? Does that does that mesh together in, in the game? Does that work? Do you think, or did it feel a bit too separate? I think over overall it did. At times it was a little bit kind of a little bit jarring, maybe that you know that it looks kind of cute and cuddly, but then it's like very dark. But then the the one good thing is the expressions do change. So usually they have these happy expressions, but then during these intense moments, you can see that they look worried and they look concerned, and so that does happen as well. And then I. You did get really involved. There is a beautiful scene which uh, involves singing as well. One of the characters who sings. And that was a beautiful scene. Uh, again, I don't want to give anything away. If you play the demo, you will know what scene I'm talking about. But I think it's a bit of a spoiler. So I would re- maybe yes, recommend people not mean. to play. That. Did you play the demo? Yeah, I played it again. It was one that was up at Gamescom. So I played it last year. Um, and I assume it's the same. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> yeah. what did you think laura of the of the demo just in your impression did you think yeah, that it- i agree i mean it's a very intriguing game by just a, a visually the kind of cartoony style and then as you said mm. these kind of fmv bits where the people are telling their own tale and you realize it's a true story yeah there's some uh quite traumatic tales um but 
I th- I think from what I played of the demo, it all kind of fit. And yeah, I agree. That scene was was very was very beautiful, and that really worked. So, um, and mm. how long is the game roughly? Uh, it took me about four hours, three hours. Uh, can, okay, I can check. okay, so. Still, still, uh, I was wondering how how much longer it, it was from the demo. Whether there was quite a few sort of tales you have to collect and people you have to speak to, or yeah, it took, it took me about four four hours. So it, yeah, it, it looked a bit like a comic book come alive to me. Yes, it does look a bit like a comic book, yeah, and I think looked, that's why looks, people are surprised. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it uh, looks beautiful. Now again, unfortunately, to mention this there. There is no manual save. It's oh, there are only automatic checkpoints. But also, one thing that I didn't like as well is that you don't know when the game saves because at least in other games that you know played like Tell Me Why or Rocky, it tells you when you when it saves. But in this game, now it it did automatically save at the at the end of every day. And again, it's not a long game. Uh, but also, it's just like okay, if I quit this game, how much am I going to have to replay? <laughs> Uh, right, so again, yeah. it would be nice to at, at least tell us when the game is saving. You know, like to have um, a timer or something. You know, the the, the sand thing that or, or something just to the let us timer, know yeah. when it's saving. The egg timer. I'm, I'm just I'm just thinking of you know that that games now they have these these blurbs and they said like brilliant Eurogamer uh, must have adventure gamer <laughs> and then no manual saves. <laughs> Search the <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep, that's all he cares about, folks. That's all he'll be reviewing. If there's a great story, a fantastic graphics, awesome game. It could be the best <laughs> game ever. But But oh, no, apart dear, from that, I did really like this game. It's the writing is really, really good. The the characters, I really liked them all. They're all, you know, different as well and based on kind of real people as well. Probably a little bit exaggerated, but there is overall a storyline as well with six or seven mini biographical stories as well. There is some kind of swearing as well. So again, if you just by the look of it, you might think, oh, this is a good kids game. Eh, yeah, maybe no. not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure but that yes, it's for mature it. audiences. You still recommend yes. it though. Okay. Definitely. If you want a good story again for a short enough game, but no, definitely I really enjoyed it. And uh, you know, the setting was really interesting, uh, based on Greenland as well. And oh, which, okay. you know, okay. I I I really like. So yeah, I would definitely recommend it. It's Welcome to Elk and it's out now. Excellent. Yeah, out now on uh PC and uh Steam. Uh great. Oh, and Xbox One as well. You can get it on. Um yeah, I, I, I'll be interested to, to give that a go and, and see what it's like com- compared to the devil de- demo. But it's certainly, it's an interesting mix. So I'll be looking forward to Definitely. seeing how that plays. Interesting yeah. seems to be the word of the, of the episode. Well, yeah. there's a lot of, lot of intriguing games out there, <laughs> Thomas. And speaking... They're all very interesting. <laughs> yes. Very, very interesting. I'll try um, and think of a different word. I'll, I'll use it could to Could you please? Next time. It'd be good if you could. <laughs> Enlarge your um, vocabulary. Yes, please. Um, but we're, we're not stopping there because Thomas still has to talk about um, Lightless, don't you, Thomas? Yes, yes. Um, this is a, a game which I actually mistook for a demo and turned out to be a complete game. So I was happily surprised uh, by uh, Lightless, the 21st Sacrifice. Uh, and also... Um, Nice that this is a game uh, with 
well, I could say it takes place in Iran. It does. It doesn't really, but it has this, uh, yeah, this Persian background to it. So that that was already intrigued because that's not a mythology or a, a background that I'm very familiar with. So I'll, uh, adventure games are obviously perfect to discover new uh, new lands, both real and fictional. Um, this one is also both real and fictional because you are a uh, writer who returns to the um, to his uh the, the village of his youth and uh he goes to a hotel room and he can see uh he falls asleep there and he wakes up in a sort of a nightmare and uh he has to deal with all kinds of uh yeah very scary things murders okay. and everything and um he has no clue what's going on so uh, as the player we're figuring it out as we go, uh, but uh, one thing is for sure is that uh, there are certain rooms in in the house, and that's not his uh, his old house, but the house of his neighbors, where the girl where a girl used to um, live that he used to play with when he was a kid, and something's very very bad happened there. So you're you're also trying to figure out what it is and how you can stop it. One thing is for sure: when you enter a room that is very dark, bad things happen. Hence the title "Lightless." Um, it was um, it was an intriguing game. I got a wee bit stuck at the beginning because I had simply overlooked something, so I had to uh, I had to restart it uh, again. It eventually took me slightly less than four hours to complete, and it was uh, very atmospheric. They managed to really capture the creepy atmosphere. Um, it was quite bloody. It was a wee bit frustrating, just enough frustrating not to, because at the end I was also uh, having to do something to, um, I knew how to finish the last puzzle, but I was doing one thing incorrect. So I died a few times. That was a bit frustrating, but once I got it, um, I got it all settled and I figured out how everything was. It was a very cool story. Uh, so yeah, that's, um, the only downside I thought was the controls were a wee bit clunky. Uh, but nothing to uh, nothing that would frustrate your gameplay. It's a very uh, traditional point and click. So you you find objects, uh, you you solve some puzzles, and it all takes place in this nightmarish uh, Iranian uh, mansion. Uh, it's free on Steam. Um, it's supposed to be the first chapter of a series of games, and if the rest of the games are uh, the rest of the chapters are like this. I'm definitely uh, gonna want to continue in this uh, in this series because I uh, ended up really liking the first part, the first episode. And does that mean that it does it end on a on a cliffhanger then, or no? Or is it all resolved? No, uh, it was it was resolved as far as I could tell. Okay, okay. So it's that'd be, it'd be interesting to see where they build on from that, and yeah, and it looked it looked quite good too. So uh, yes, I'm having a look at it now. So you you just walk around, uh, you go to different rooms, and it's it's a very straightforward um, progression. So you need to uh, do certain things in certain rooms before you can continue to other rooms, and sometimes you have to return to those rooms so you can uh, f because you found objects that will lead you. It was actually there wasn't um, with the exception of the last one. There was not uh, a puzzle that I got really stuck on because the puzzle I got stuck on in the beginning was just simply because I uh, forgot uh, 
I'm, I'm, I didn't see something that I clearly saw the second time I played it. So. Okay, and that's and that's out now. Yeah, you can also you can already download it for free uh, from Steam. It's by uh, Baman Aminipur and Colubra Studios uh, has published it, and it's uh, it's a good game. And it's co- and the full title, Lightless the Twenty First Sacrifice. Interesting. What will be the twenty second? <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. We'll have to wait. Um, well, I was going to say, speaking of kind of uh, sacrifices and uh, supernatural goings on, um, the game uh, I've been playing is Pendragon. Nice segue there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, it's true though. It is. Uh, it's this is uh, a game by Inkle, which if you. Uh, hopefully you've heard of them because we talk about them a lot on this podcast. <laughs> uh, but they are the creators of 80 Days and Heaven's Vault uh, and also Sorcery. Um, so they've got a bit of a background in in kind of supernatural uh, sort of uh, narrative games with Sorcery. But this is uh, it's, it's a game based uh, around... Um, well, specifically AD 673, but basically the Dark Ages around the time of King Arthur and the Round Table. Um, the idea is that Camelot, uh, the sort of kingdom of King Arthur, has fallen. Um, his son is trying to take his place, uh, Sir Mordred. And um, you, it's, it's basically, it's very interesting because uh, compared to some of Inkle's other games, which are more straight sort of narrative games and you're choosing dialogue options this is actually more of a turn-based strategy game with narrative elements so the idea is you you start off um there's uh two characters you can choose from you can either choose uh, the queen queen guinevere or sir lancelot and you are going you're traveling towards camelot across this map to help um, King Arthur in his battle against Sir Mordred, uh, the knight. Um, and the idea is, much like in Sorcery, um, one of Inkle's other games, you are traveling across a map and there's different locations you unlock along the way. But each location, rather than it being characters you speak to, um, is basically like a set of uh, squares. Um, and you, your goal in each sort of board in each location is you have to uh, move across the board until you get to the end square or until you kill all the enemies on the board. Um, and you do this, There's you, you have two different stances which you can ch- uh, change between on your character. Um, you uh, can attack enemies, you, you learn new moves so you can sort of move across the board quicker or you can flee. You don't always have to fight people, you can sort of choose to like move around them on the board to get to the end square. Um, and as that's going on, the characters are having discussions with themselves. You pick up new companions as you go along your quest um, and people you meet along the way will be, will be might recognise you or they might want to do battle with you. There's also uh, animals like wolves and um snakes that you have to fight as well so it all feels very much in setting with the kind of time and period um and yeah they basically each uh sort of quest uh of character maybe takes about sort of 40 45 minutes um you you don't get to visit every location each time um because you're sort of traveling on your way towards camelot and then there's a big showdown basically 
with you um and the night and i've yet uh to i i've only i've played a couple of rounds i've yet to play through every single character but um i've yet to win against sir wardred because it's quite difficult the the you can choose the difficulty and each time you complete a session you unlock uh, a higher difficulty to try. So uh, at the beginning, you're just kind of moving about and it doesn't really matter. But as you can, as you progress, it feels a bit more like chess and you have to really think of your moves and where you're going to be, wh- whether that means uh, an enemy will be able to get you or where that puts you in. Um, I mean, in between, there is still sort of really nice narrative elements because um, there's moments where you can decide to rest for the day and then... Uh, you can decide to um, sit around a campfire and then there's um, stories that your companions will tell and you kind of react to them and choose dialogue options. So there's still there's still that rich Inkle narrative and there's still that rich storytelling involved that Inkle does so well, but they've kind of combined this with this interesting turn-based strategy idea. And I think it really works. I think it's a really interesting idea. I, I was... Uh, because it's there's such short quests, you know, you, you, you just want to keep going. And there's lots of different exciting elements as well as traveling to Camelot you uncover. Someone, you know, might hint, you, you meet this old man, he hints that he tossed Excalibur into this lake. So you, you could decide to go off to that lake and try and find it, or you can just keep going to Camelot. So it's cool that you kind of get, you know, to decide your quest really and how much you want to indulge in these little things that people mention um and or you can just go and do the main quest and and be done with it um it yeah i i it's a very it's an interesting new approach i mean inkler are always looking to innovate aren't they and i think i think they really have with this that they've they've still got that backbone of great storytelling but now there's this strategy element and thankfully I, the strategy doesn't really get in the way of the story it only adds to it i think because it you know it 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 suits the sort of setting and and the time uh, of what's going on so yeah it's kind of dynamic storytelling i guess you're you're always moving but so is the story um and yeah i'm, I'm excited to kind of a lot more characters um see what happens it's apparently the game board is always randomized so you're never going to get the same uh movements each time um so there's there's lots to lots to like if if you're interested in strategy and want a kind of different take on it or if you like inkle's stories and want a different take on it i think either of those if you like any of their previous stuff definitely definitely check it out i'd say so the strategy part as you mentioned it added to it so it didn't put you off then no it didn't it should put Uh, people off if I don't think so because the good thing is you can choose the difficulty. So you don't uh, if if you're not into yeah, if you're not into sort of making uh, uh you know, take a lot of time and and figuring that kind of thing out, you you can keep it quite simple. Um and just there isn't there isn't really an option to not have any strategy because really that is the main that's the main sort of part of gameplay so y- you will always have to move across a board but if you can just keep it quite simple and just you know play out the game there, there, there are other little elements uh, like rations which you can pick up to top up your character's health um, some characters have special moves which require resol- uh, resolve so there's so there are like little extra elements as well um, but you you could just keep that quite simple and, and not have to um, really use that that much. Um, there's there's definitely still a strong story element to this. Um, so it's it's interesting. It's kind of half strategy, half adventure. I'd say. 
Interesting. <laughs> nice. The way you tell it reminds so, me a bit of the of Defender of the Crown. I don't know if you remember that old one, old classic, but uh, it it also had a bit of strategy and a bit of uh, action in it, and a lot, quite a lot of storytelling. As a big Heaven's Vault fan, I'm gonna have to check this out. Yeah, right. You should tell us about that sometime, Thomas. <laughs> about Heaven's Fault. Yes, oh, do you don't. like it? <laughs> no, we should get it started. <laughs> don't get it started again. It's really funny, actually, on my uh, stream, when I was uh, streaming on Twitch, uh, there was someone that was watching, uh, and first th- I was playing one of the demos. Um, oh, it, it wasn't this, but it was something else. And um, I think they thought uh, Thomas, first of all, was the developer of the game I was playing. I was like, oh, no, he's also on the podcast. And then they said, oh, he's the Heaven's Vault guy. <laughs> <laughs> yep that's what you're now they're listening so yeah so they, yeah. They, people know that you liked heaven's vault it was a great game it was my game of the year it was my game of the year last year as well even though i think thomas yeah. liked it slightly more than i did but we've discussed it already ad nauseum hey, if the year goes on but it's, it's gonna uh, be my game of the year this year again so oh come on <laughs> oh yeah uh, um, oh well, yeah, thank you, Laura. <laughs> it's it's very it's very different to Heaven's Vault, uh, but right. Apart, it sounds in the, smaller the in scale. Smaller in scale, or, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're not going to be playing this for like. I mean, <laughs> twenty five hours or although, whatever. Although, although, just on on that point, there is. Uh, I just saw on Steam that there is one person who, and it says here that he or she played it, and. It says here 126 and a half hours. What? So, Heaven's Vault? No, Heaven's Vault, no, Pendragon. Pendragon, oh, however you say okay. Now, everyone else is like four hours, 10 hours, 20 hours, the, where, 8 hours. Where does it say this? Uh, on Steam, on the Steam page. Oh, gosh, okay. Well, and now he thankfully they gave it a, a thumbs up because if you play 126 you and a half hours and give it a thumbs down, then it's like, what are you doing with your life? But this person. You know, they, they they liked it as well. They played a lot. Um, but yeah, so but yeah, so it seems to be smaller in scale, but the story seems to still be good, at least. Which yeah, is I, good I think to hear. it's smaller in scale in a sense, but not really, because it's still got, you know, there's there's lots to do. There's still plenty of places to visit right. and lots of characters. You don't, you only unlock two characters to start with. So you have to, uh, I can't, I'm not sure how many there are in total, but there's quite a few. So the, you know, there's, and each character has their own unique starting point and their own story as to why they're traveling to Camelot, which you uncover as you carry on. Um, and they have their own unique interactions with people they meet. So, I don't know. It's still quite big in scale in that sense. Um, okay. It it could. I suppose the thing is, this is you can get what you want out of it. You could just play it once, and that's going to take you forty five minutes or so. Or you could be like PV Buck and play it one hundred twenty six hours. <laughs> so you see it as well. Uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, the game came um, out on September twenty second. Yeah. That's last week. Uh, two weeks yeah. ago. Three weeks ago. I presume wow. this person maybe was reviewing it, so had it a bit earlier. Yeah, probably because I didn't know there were 126 and a half hours since the game was released. <laughs> Just about, but they'd have to be not doing very much else. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's dedication. So, okay, so you rec- you recommend it then? 
You liked yes, it. for sure. Yeah, as I said, it's, it's out now. Yeah, if, you, if you're an Inkle game lover, definitely play it because it's still got that great storyline. If you're a strategy game lover, also check it out because, it, you know, there's a lot of uh, thought that's gone into that game. But I don't think the two jar. I think they're still, uh, it's still got a lot that uh, adventure game fans will love as well. Um, and that is out on Steam now. And also, if you're interested in that particular story or the mythology with uh, Queen Genevieve and King Arthur and Morgana and Lancelot and, well, <laughs> very different, I think, to Lancelot Hangover. <laughs> sure yeah. is a very different Lancelot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be a good double bill. Pendragon and Lancelot Hangover. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, that. So, uh, I d- yeah, oh. which I, d- I I'm hoping to uh, stream that at some point. Lancelot's Hangover as well, so um, uh, which should <laughs> Ooh, be good quite good that. fun. That should be interesting. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, you can you can give the hints this time, sir. Oh, hopefully I won't need them. Yeah, it should be easy enough. I mean, if you pay attention enough and don't miss objects like I did once in that game, but it's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm curious easy. to know what you think. <laughs> so easy to miss objects in adventure games yeah totally uh-huh. we all do it we all do it we're not judging not at all <laughs> in a in a way that says you clearly are judging but yes <laughs> yeah, <laughs> never 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 judge no judgments here oh. um well i think i think we've come to the end of what seemed like a an epic amount of games even though obviously some of them are quite short but <laughs> well spe- speaking of actually morgana le fay and all uh, and that particular story, my guest next week will be, I believe it will be Jessica Saunders, who is the head of Salix Games. And um, so this will be kind of, I mean, not really a ho- Halloween special, but, you know, kind of has her elements. So she made, well, her company made Dance of Death, Dulac and Faye, which was released last year in 2019. Mm-hmm. I still haven't had a chance to play it, but I really want to. And so she spoke in more detail about the game and she spoke about its, you know, to use that mythology of Morgana, Dulac and, uh, and Morgana Fay and Dulac and put it in the Victorian London and to deal with the Jack the Ripper storyline, but as she explains with a feminist point of view or a female point of view, which is, uh, very different. And and she spoke more detail about that. She also spoke about the gaming industry. She worked in numerous uh, AAA companies. So she spoke about you know a little bit about the industry and her thoughts on it and what where she thinks the future uh, will go. So it was a really really nice and interesting talk I had with her. So I recommend that people check that out next week. And, and I hope um, to play that game Dance of Death sometime the, as well. Will our Patreon supporters uh, get that first? Hopefully, yes, that is the plan. <laughs> if you, and if you tell want us to about help Patreon, I will. So, if you want to help support this podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash adventure games podcast. And there are two tiers. So, you can choose if you wish to help uh, support this podcast. Uh, it's a bit like a subscription service that helps keep us running, basically. So, all the money will go straight to the uh, back into the podcast. And our cocaine fund. Oh, I shouldn't say that, but uh, <laughs> um, we <laughs> shouldn't say that, should I, out loud? But um, no, so th- the episodes will be out on Patreon before they're out for everybody else, uh, usually. And um, so you can check that out there. And if you, well, thank you to all the current Patreon subscribers. They've stuck with us during this pandemic as well. So a huge thank you to the Patreon subscribers for that as well, for helping us out. And they've also given great advice as well 
uh, for the podcast. And if you can't go on Patreon, if you're not able, uh, you know, don't worry. But another way people can help is if they give reviews, if they write a very short review or rate on Apple Podcasts. Again, it would really, really help us out. So just rate and review. It can be just one or two lines, but also we want to hear from you, we want to hear feedback as well from people, you know, what, you know, what do you like? Do you like this podcast? Or if there's anything that we, you'd like us to change or yes. um, anything as well, we'd love to. Yes, constructively, please. Uh, so no, uh, t- Thomas and Shorsha have horrible accents. We know. Oh, you <laughs> love the accents. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, is very posh. We know. <laughs> I'm really not. No, but but yeah, no, because but anything at all. If you want to, keep, you can also get in touch with us through social media and at info at adventuregamespodcast.com if you wish as well. And. Uh, I think that's... Also, for the Patreon subscribers, there are some extra episodes. There are some spoiler specials. So the latest one was my interview with the developers of Interrogation, where they spoke more about the teams and the topics of the game, uh, which was fun as well. And I think that's it for this week, is it? (laughs) I don't know. I believe it (laughs) is. What are you playing at the moment? Uh, oh, I don't know. Actually, I'm, I'm playing, finishing Roki, but we've already reviewed that, so I won't be spending yeah. too much time uh, talking about that. With the one, I want to finish that. Um, I don't know. I might play. Now, this could change, but I do have downloaded uh, Captain Disaster as a prequel, and I've meant to play that ages ago. So I'll probably, hopefully, be playing Captain Disaster in the Dark Side of the Moon prequel, and we'll see if I can play the other game as well, the full game. Uh, from Captain D as well but we'll see there are numerous games that I want to play as well I want to play as well a game called I believe it's Bleeding Moons which is a fantasy inspired game narrative inspired game I played the demo a few months ago and I really liked it Um, so we'll see how much time I have (laughs) as always and you guys you playing anything at the moment well you'd say you're going to be streaming Lancelot Hangover Laura yeah, Lancelot Hangover. So that oh, will. So tell us where can people find you? On, where, uh, where can people find you on Twitch? Yes, and and you guys as well, because I play along with these guys. I play Among Us yes. uh, on Sundays with these Every... guys, so you can watch us play that, and a couple of other game developers as well. Uh, it's just on my Twitch, which is uh, twitch.tv forward slash cressup, and it's great fun. There's adventure games normally on Wednesdays, so I'll be doing Lancelot's Hangover, which will have come out by the time this goes out, but you can watch it back. And also, yeah, watch us uh, kill each other on Among Us. Yes. Uh, the last time I killed Laura <laughs> and I didn't yeah. know that Thomas was in the same room. <laughs> yeah. And he still got away with that it, was which fun. was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but you didn't. Oh, crash up. I know. <laughs> oh, Very sad. Yeah. But you, I, I enjoyed your show when you were trying to do a task and you were the imposter and we were all standing around you knowing yeah. that you weren't and you were like, oh, it's not working. It's yeah. not working. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Such I gave myself actor. away. Such I, a liar. I tried because they, everyone was asking who has done the tasks and I said, oh, yeah, I've done all the tasks. And then they asked me, which task do you have left then? Or I said, oh, I just have one more task. I, said, I just uh, got one more. To scan the card. So then they all went following me. <laughs> and I, and I, what I didn't know is you can tell if people are doing the tasks or not. Yeah. Which I yeah. didn't know. I was not aware. I will be for next time. He was um, just like, okay, yeah, it's so long... it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> and then they all voted for me that time. But yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> I didn't me get away with it. Except you already them. ejected me from the spacecraft. Oh. <laughs> bitter much? 
Uh, well, but it, yeah. it is a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, it is. Yeah, it, it was it was quite fun. It must be fun to watch too, uh, to see. As yes, go, I would. I would love like to idiots. watch it as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can. I'd be curious to. I, I could. I'd be curious to rewatch it. <laughs> I haven't really. Uh, I haven't really decided what I'm going to play next. I'm finishing up uh, Kingdoms of Amalur. Um, not that I have finished the that. game, but uh, <laughs> I've played it for almost thirty hours now. Uh, it's getting a bit, uh, bit long. Um, I'm either going to play Black Sad or I'm going to play big new title that's about to, that's that. Sh- I'm not entirely sure yet. Uh, I might have something in the pipeline that uh, I have to review uh, in the near future. So if that comes quickly, then I'm going to be that. Otherwise, I'm going to be playing something else. Uh, got plenty of things to uh, to look forward to at least. Yeah, we. I think we're all in the same boat here now. We're not entirely sure what yeah. we're going to be playing next. <laughs> but it'll be a mystery, a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> yes, until two weeks, and then we'll have to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Or if we're, if we're out to be a very quick episode. Yeah, we didn't play anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. The end. Never. We never have quick episodes on this podcast. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> not oh, really, dear. no. No, but that's the nature. Hey, it's adventure games. You've got to get used to that. Um, well, thank you very much, guys. I think we, we actually did quite well considering the number of games, yes. demos and games we had to get through there. So I think really it was quite a speedy one. Um, but as you said, that that's about it for this episode. Um, and all that's I have to say is thanks very much for listening. Yeah, keep on questing. Thank you. Keep on questing thank and you. stay safe, everyone. Yeah, stay safe. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.